Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. We got the boys here. They're all hanging out. If you haven't caught up with the episodes, we do some crazy stuff. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listen. <laughs> As he's drinking a juice box. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we talked about Brightburn. Yeah. We, what else did we talk about? Aladdin. I fit in a Mortal Kombat reference at some point. <laughs> of course. Some, uh, some X-Men. Yeah, the Dark Phoenix a little bit. We'll Sonic get into the more That's right. And Mostly Terminate, Aladdin, though. And Terminator. Yeah, Terminator, Terminator. And Terminator. Dark Fate. Coming at you. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. Last week, we went through all kinds of crazy stuff. But this week, we're going to go through more crazy stuff. <laughs> starting with Brightburn, because we just saw that, and it's very fresh in my memory. Yeah. Are, are we doing spoilers or not? You're going to have to. You usually have the time codes and stuff, right? Yeah, I'll so usually put the to, time codes afterwards. You if you're watching on YouTube, just jump to the next time code. So but. there, there isn't a whole lot to spoil because it does pretty much like, f- like fit the Superman storyline. Although does, I, yeah. I saw like an interview with James Gunn who said that the Superman thing was an afterthought, which is really interesting. Mm. Like they had this story of like, like what if you adopted a, like a child that could do anything they wanted, mm. which is a murderous killer. Isn't that the Omen? I don't know. I never watched the Omen. Was, I think it was, but it like, is an Omen. No, like the it's Omen, a bad Omen, like the movie, the movie, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> but uh, they, the, I don't know. It, it was way more violent than I thought it was going to be. It was graphic. <laughs> Just God. how so violent it is. It, it was kind of like the Final Destination, Mortal Kombat level violence. But then I, I was saying to Josh before we start rolling, like. The it was like Mortal Kombat fatality violence, but then if you lingered on it for like ten minutes and it just kept going, uh, like for example, like one of the first spoilers, there's a scene where, uh, what's the kid's name? Brandon. Yeah. Um, like his uncle pisses him off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Real a recurring bad. theme. Basically, his it, uncle pissing him off. Well, if you're well, just if you're, people if, pissing if you're him nice, off. If you're nice to the kid then you're fine. He won't kill you. But if you piss him off once, he'll murder you. And it's it's going to be and, hor- and horrendous. He, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, everybody remembers like puberty. Like imagine like having all those feelings and then the ability to do anything you wanted. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like a very dangerous proposition, which got me thinking after the movie. I was like, this is probably more of like what Superman's adolescent years would have been like. If you, you know, if you discover your powers in the middle of like, I mean, I guess the whole premise is he, he's good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's inherently good, so there's that. But if you, if you were, like, kind of more of, a, like, a human feelings kind of person, <laughs> yeah. and you're going through that turbulent, t- turbulent, like, era of your life, you're like, but now you have the power to do anything to anybody. <laughs> now you can fly, and you have super strength, and you have laser eyes. Well, like, I know, like, it's... I know there's alternate versions of Superman, especially mm-hmm. there's actually one called Red Sun, like, mm-hmm. S-O-N, uh, that where he, um, his ship lands and, like, Ukraine or Russia or whatever, mm. and he ends up being like their hero okay. <laughs> kind of deal. And he gets raised a different way. So it's kind of like him, you know, he landed in rural Kansas to where, like, you know, a family that really wanted to have a child didn't get yeah. to have a child. So they raised him really well, you know, like. Mm. So in this, it seemed the family like raised him well. It mm-hmm. was pretty much mom, pa, Kent, except it was the Byers or Briars. Briars. Mm. Because um, Byers is Stranger Things. Briars <laughs> is, I did this earlier on something else. So, because um, Elizabeth Banks and then the dude from the office were were both like they seem like all American parents, but the kid like and in fact when that's one of the reasons they started noticing 
something was off because mm-hmm. like the kid was acting different. And at first, and this is something I did in dress in the movie, but like so the Elizabeth Banks's sister, I think either sister or sister in law, I think sister, um, is also the school counselor and Brandon's um, aunt. So she's like, oh, he's just going through puberty. You know that happens. I'm like, except he's not a human. Like they've acknowledged this a few times now. Like so they can't like apply those rules. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like oh, he's just a boy being boy things like. Uh, I mean, he looks like us. Yeah, they just said that like later, like he looks like us and he acts like us, but he's not us. Like they didn't know where he came from, you know. Like he's not. So he landed pretty much the same way because I didn't see this movie. Obviously, I wanted to, but like uh, you guys had told me and a couple other people told me that it's super gory, and I was like, so gory. I don't think I want to watch a super gory movie. I just don't like that. So yeah, they they have the spaceship. Yes. So at the beginning, they kind of allude to it. Like actually, it opens with a sex scene. Uh, like uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, the. I want to. I want to say Elizabeth Banks, like the couple. I, I don't even remember Tori, and I can't forget the dad's name. Melvin. Sure. They <laughs> they um they're trying to have a kid, so they 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 paint that picture. Like you hear them in foreplay, like nothing's happening yet. But they're like, oh, put a baby in me, and then they scroll up the the bookshelf, with like you know what to expect when expecting how to get pregnant, like all these. So you all get the idea. Maternity books, mm-hmm. and then then all of a sudden, like you hear a crash, and then lights go out, and you just you know it's something like, landed you know, in the woods. Yeah. But then like later in the movie. When the kid finds what's hidden in the barn, it's, they set that up too. They're like, "Don't go in the barn." We're like, what's the one thing you don't tell a kid? I know. It's like what you don't want him. Like he will they're, do. They're like, "Don't go into the barn." <laughs> hey, don't go in the barn. So eventually, he finds the, the thing, and the thing is the spaceship. Yeah, and uh, they don't spend a lot of time like trying to figure out like what the spaceship is or whatever. Like they show Elizabeth Banks like googling like, spaceships. Well, like like <laughs> um, a comet. Or like meteor mm. strikes. Trying to find, yeah, like leads back to. But they never really um, come back to. It. They just kind of show that she's curious about it as well. But they don't try to explain it. Mm-hmm. But the gory thing. So this is going back to like the uncle. So the uncle pissed off um, Brandon, and it was kind of founded because it 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 was like a domino effect. Like when one person pisses him off, mm-hmm. it just keeps this cycle going. So like his aunt is a school counselor, and um, he's in trouble for something that was a result of his powers. And she has to report to the sheriff that he's not mentally sound. So she's like, you have to tell me that you're sorry. You know, from, and he's like, well, sometimes bad things happen for good reasons. Like, I cracked up. <laughs> In the theater <laughs> and, laughing. And uh, so she's like, well, I can't tell the sheriff that you're remorseful if you're not. And he's like, well, I'm not. So instead, he goes to her house at night to murder her. And <laughs> he, he goes, <laughs> like, he's getting ready to. And then the uncle comes home, drunk from the bar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's like, Jesus, Brandon, what are you doing here? And he gets pissed off because he's in his house. So that's kind of justified. But he, he treats him like really badly after that. It's like because he's already drunk. So he's like mm-hmm. in a rage. He's like, get in the effing car. And like, uh, so Brandon's like, you shouldn't do that. And then there's this whole sequence of like a car chase. And he's like messing with them and stuff. And then, Brandon's like flying around. And then at one point, he actually flies into the dude's car and out again. Yeah. And he picks up the car kind of like a parody of the first Superman comic book mm-hmm. where he becomes a car except yeah. it's like a lot more violent so he picks up the truck and then he like puts it like nose down and like makes it nose dive from like 30 feet in the air down to the ground and this is what I didn't expect they zoom in on the uncle driving he's like ah and he's screaming his mouth is open the top of his mouth hits the steering wheel and his jaw flies off yeah just all of the, and- the bottom of the jaw dislocates and all like, tears out and like is hanging, and then that I thought I was like, oh, oh my god, that just happened. But then for the next like five or six minutes, it's him holding his jaw in place while trying to talk to this kid, and, and it was like, 
what is going on? It just like keeps going. Cause I was like, I don't want to see, cause you, you see him trying to move his muscles and it's oh. just like bloody. And then the kid just like walks up and puts his finger like in his mouth and takes the blood out and like looks at it and then like draws on the ground. I'm like, I get it. They're, they're like painting the picture. He's a psycho, but like, it, <laughs> it's like this is the imagery I'm never gonna get out of my head. Yeah, there's a point in the trailer too where you see the guy in in this Bronco and he's like trying to get his car started and the lights click on and you see Brandon out there with his with his like cloth hood on that weird like mask that he made mm. and then the lights go out and the lights come back on and Brandon's he's flying. He's, 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 he's like elevated. Or he's standing. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is flying. And you hear the dude in, behind the wheel will be like, nope, nope, nope. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the only, well, there was a lot of funny parts of the movie, actually. But there was like sacrificial kind of stuff. Oh. Like it was, it was. Was, was he a... bad like from the beginning? No. no. When he opened up, he was, a, he was a quiet country. He was what you would imagine like it's when a he kid in Kansas. Who he was. Yeah. Like you, is he, he was what you would imagine a kid in Kansas who didn't have any siblings and like not very many friends at school, like kind of be like kind of shy and introverted and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's a time like, they don't explain this either, but this the spaceship like kind of beacons to him. That's how he finds it. Mm. But when it beacons, he's, sp he's speaking like Latin or some like made up Latin that or something. Language. And uh, eventually, spoiler again, he it translates to him as like take the world. And so he he starts like teaching himself to use his powers not to be Superman, but to like take over Earth. So it's more of like an alien takeover story. Mm, okay. Um, but the so is. I think you might have saw on my personal Facebook, like I just I said, "Holy shit, Brightburn!" Like when I got out, yeah. and uh, one of our friends back in Delaware, Eric, had like commented, "Like is it as good as I hoped it to be?" I'm like, "Well, weird subjective question, but uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I think so, maybe." But they were like, "Is it a superhero horror movie?" I'm like, "Okay, so this is where I think it is. I yeah. think they're counting on that everybody, unless you've lived under a rock or been in a coma, you know the Superman story, right? At least the overarching. I think I could ask my dad." Everybody knows those what, details. Like, what, how, what was the Superman story? He's like, I don't know, Kid in the Woods, the Comet, like you know, yeah, Barn. But I think if you didn't somehow didn't know that story and you went into the movie, it'd be more like a Michael Myers film or like a Leatherface, yeah, kind of film because it's about like a messed up person and like a bunch of gore. But there's like little things of like there was a little bit of like Unbreakable in it because like one of the first times Brandon finds his powers. He's like trying to start the lawnmower, and everybody knows those push mowers. Like you know, you have to like mess with a choke to get it to start. And he gets frustrated, and he just throws it into the field, and that's when he's like, "Oh, he realizes something's up." And they don't exactly say how. Maybe it was because of the beacon from the spaceship, but he gets this like feeling that he ha he's invincible. Like he's also like physically invincible. You I know? think it was because they he had that birthday, and however whatever age he turned was mm -hmm. like the, what triggered everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, I just don't know how he knew he was like impermeable because oh. after he threw the lawnmower, he goes to go get it because somehow it survived being launched 30 feet in the air, or, like not even like 100 feet in the air and then back down. It's still running. It, it's still running, but it's upside down. Mm. And you see the blades going and he just slowly, I mean, they drug it on like <laughs> him sticking his hand in it. And I was like, oh, he's going to find out he's not impervious. He's not, <laughs> yeah, but he was. It was like unbreakable. He's like, and it jams up the, mm -hmm. the lawnmower. I think that's one of the scenes in the trailer. Okay. At least in the, one of the first trailers that I saw. Uh, and so I had a couple of questions. I mean, I try not to think too much about these movies, but this one had like a setup where like you were trying to, like you were supposed to like think about outer details. Mm -hmm. So I was like, did the dad never find out that the lawnmower got mad? Like, how do you explain <laughs> that away? I ran over like a they, large they rock really or something. Went yeah. back to that, huh? But, but then, like, how he kind of, like, his death knew was the worst. 
the dad. Everybody dies. So everybody. Okay. Everybody I was wondering dies. if like he kept his parents alive. Oh no. The whole the whole time his mom's trying to like sh- like prove to everyone or just prove to herself it's, that he has like he is like good. He in has him. good in him. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> so that might be the biggest spoiler. There's yeah. no redemption arc. He kills hmm. her. The wor- probably the, the is worst. she the last kill? The very last kill. Well, kind of. So full spoiler for the ending thing. Uh, so. His parents are some of the last people of the main characters you see go. Mm-hmm. So the it, you can see it ramping up because the very first person he harms, there's a girl he has a crush on, and his dad has the birds and the bees talk with him, and he's like, "Well, it's okay." So like without getting too uh, graphic here, he he tells him like it's okay to act on those things. Uh, meaning, if you need to play with yourself a little because you're a teenager, go ahead and do that. But Brandon takes it as do whatever the hell you want. So he goes to this girl's house. Like he flies over while their family's on their camping trip because mm-hmm. he figures no one knows he has super speed and all the whatever. <laughs> and so he goes to the girl's house and keeps turning on her Spotify to like some love songs and like hides in the the curtains. And she finds scares him. the shit out of him. And so she freak, she freaks out. And uh, later at school, even though nobody believes her that he was in his room in her room because their family was like miles and miles away at a camping trip. Yeah, um, she's like, oh, he's a pervert, and. He, he fell down because of this gym activity. So the gym teacher's like, you have to help him up or you're going to fail. And so she like, you know, kind of like reluctantly puts her hand down to help him up. And she still keeps, she keeps like dissing him. Like she's calling him names as like she's helping him up. So I think that was like the line. Mm-hmm. And he just breaks her hand. And that was like the first thing. And it kept escalating to like the aunt, the uncle, the lady at the mm-hmm. diner and stuff. And, and it wasn't just like a crunch and it's done. It was like a crunch, a twist, keep, yeah. like another like move. It was nasty. Ooh. And so when it, by the time it gets to the end with the parents, the dad, um, he has this like dream of the night, like a recollection, like a heightened recollection of the night they found the kid and how he kind of should have ended it there. Because he's like, if you, we find a spaceship and a baby in it, that like raises some questions. But like mm-hmm. they didn't ask any questions at the time. And so... He wakes up and he's like, he tells the mom, like, I'm sorry, I think there is good in him. I'm going to take him out camping for a mom and uh, dad and Sunday. But the real reason is he wants to take him out to the woods and shoot him. Um, I guess at this time, the dad doesn't know that he's impervious. Mm-hmm. So he tries to shoot him in the back of the head while the son's like bent over looking at tracks. And it, just, it feels like a rock on his head. And he, he turns around, you just see it like the switch turn. Like he wasn't against his parents until that moment. Yeah. Well, up against <clears throat> his father. Yeah. And, uh, so he, they both had a moment. It's gruesome. He like grabs his dad. He he messes with his dad. He's scared. He does like a Blair Witch kind of thing in the woods. And then when he finally grabs him, he like looks him dead in the eye and then laser beams straight through his head. And uh, that, like then the mom figures out he really is like a psychopathic serial killer. So mm-hmm. she uh, she calls the dad on the cell phone. But I guess in the timeline, this had already this is right after the dad was killed. So Brandon picks up the phone. He's like, "Hi, mom." It's like, and she's like, "Where's dad?" And he's like, "He's gone." It is this whole like long drawn out. You could see her like unraveling. She's like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "Home." And he's like hovering above the house. <laughs> and then it's just like thirty she's in the house. It's like thirty minutes of him like messing with her, like just ter- it's most of what the trailer is. There's other see. points of the trailer where you see Brandon like flying in and out of the house, mm-hmm. like going through walls and shit. Mm. What you don't see <laughs> is. The sheriff comes to the house because they get a 911 call. Yeah. And he does that Raiden thing. The Superman, that yeah. thing. <laughs> Except it just pulverizes the sheriff because, and I don't know if it was meant to be, but it kind of reminds me of the first episode of being Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember I that? don't remember the first episode. So the very first episode, 
is what why I originally liked the show, and then it kind of fell off. But um, Leonard and Sheldon are having a conversation. They were like, "If Lois Lane were falling from the Empire State <laughs> Building at X number of miles an hour, and Superman was going flying up and caught her." His arms of steel would cut her in three even pieces, you know? <laughs> like, if he wanted to have mercy on her, he would just let her fall, peaceful death. Um, so Brandon, like, just zips past and just, like, raidens this guy. And he just it, he just pulverizes because it comes so fast. And I, I, that was one of those moments where everybody in theater just laughed. Not because it was bad, but because it was like, we just did not see that coming. Didn't know what to do. Um, but then, I forget. Oh, Dude's a serial killer, though. So she... He leaves his, his signature each kill. Yeah. She remembers, the mom remembers, that earlier when he first found the spaceship, he, like, fell into the place where the spaceship was, and, like, his hand grazed the spaceship, and it cut him. And it was the first thing that had ever made him bleed. Mm -hmm. So she runs out to the ship and grabs, like, a shard of the ship and puts it in her back pocket. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, like, okay, so this is how this resolves. She remembers it. She ends up killing her own son. It's a sad story. She, like, goes to do it. He already knows, and he stops her. And then he just flies up into outer space and then drops her. Like, looks her dead in the eye and just drops her and let her fall back down to Earth. And then you see, like, a plane coming at him, and then it just cuts to black, and it's the next morning there's a plane that's mm. crashed over their house, like, mm. on their house. Every single person died. And he's, like, sitting back behind an ambulance, like, eating an Oreo. And, and, like like and then, he was a survivor of the house. Then the entire credits is, like, a parody <laughs> of um, Batman v Superman when Wonder Woman opens that email. Mm-hmm. They, uh, so I thought it was Brightburn, like, the kid, but like different artist interpretations of him. Like everybody thought it was different things. And Vince thought they were opening up this universe, all these different parody characters. I watched some YouTube videos and people had pointed out like, oh, those maybe James Gunn's way of making, because they were like a man who swims underwater and a woman with a rope. It was very, people. yeah, like and sarcastic. And it was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who played um, Yandu. Um, oh, yeah. Um, that dude, he was he was basically... Um, yeah, I heard he had a cameo. Yeah, he, he was in the end credits as... Um, why can't I remember his name? Who's the the Infowars? Oh, oh gosh, Alex Jones. Yes. So he was Alex Jones, and he was like, "The government doesn't want you to know about the kid with the superpowers, and the, and then the, uh, the the guy swimming underwater, and the witch that will strangle people to death in their sleep." And he's basically like outlining like like dark members of the Justice League. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Well, I still I still because the way they drew it made it look like it was just like different people's." versions of what they saw of the same yeah. person mm. and Vince thought it was a different universe thing I, we just watched an interview with James Gunn and um, Elizabeth Banks and so and one of the interviewers questions was like we just saw the end credits are you opening the oh no they, they didn't see the end credits they're like since you're doing a dark Superman have you thought about expanding this to another universe this is a two entire universe and he was like stay tuned for the end credits that'll t give you your answer I'm like oh crap <laughs> they maybe they will do this they're gonna have like a dark like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and, <laughs> I don't crazy. know have all these like horror films. Well, it's a Sony film, isn't it, right? I just don't remember. I'm pretty positive it's not a Warner Brothers. Which well, is why so, they couldn't have like Superman like involved in it. Mm -hmm. He's not obviously not it's not like Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Or they have been dancing around the Superman parallels. It was pretty pretty freaking exciting though. If you're into that type of movie movie, you're gonna really be excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> that we just completely spoiled. I know, right? Uh, it, even if even with the spoilers though, you're still gonna enjoy it because there's so much we left out. Um, uh, yeah, and also this, besides the fact, like the only real spoiler was the whole like there was no redemption. 
Um, yeah. Everything else yeah. is kind of like what you'd expect it to be. Like there wasn't much of like, um, what should I call it? Like deviation from the original mm. right, right. story thing. I'm not a fan of like movies that don't have good endings or happy endings. I would say happy endings. Yeah, or at I, least like this okay is a, endings. This I'd, is a happy ending for Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to another podcast talk about it. I said it was kind of like an idea of like uh, there's a certain kind of bird that like they I think they lay eggs in a nest mm-hmm. uh, that already has eggs in it, mm-hmm. and then like the mom of that you know nest raises it until it gets old enough and then it just eats everybody. Oh jeez, that sounds a lot like this because it's almost like they waited for Brandon to be at like puberty age to like mm-hmm. beacon him, and then he's supposed to take over the world. They kind of imply by the end credit stuff that you watch and all the like, it's a bunch of like news clips and stuff that he's halfway there. Um, so I, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but I, I wasn't expecting it to be that. I, I expected it to be dark. I didn't expect it to be that gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like super gory. Not as gory as Hellboy, but uh, pretty mm-hmm. gory, like a lot gorier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the moments it took, like there might have been half a dozen <clears throat> gory moments. But they they played him out. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre gory or anything. Well, maybe it was. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, depending on which one, which scene. I don't know. On the flip side of that, we saw Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, on the very flip Spoiler side. Spoiler alert. Yeah. She gets the guy. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, yeah, she gets the guy. That's funny. It's funny you worded that way because it's like, oh, no, he gets, he gets the girl. No, she gets the guy. That's really the only spoiler for Aladdin. Because otherwise, it's like uh, it doesn't play by play. I'm sure people have heard me talk about this on our various things a hundred times. I'm not going to repeat too much, but it's like a reminder of the movie and not like a direct like remake. <laughs> shot for shot. Yeah. I mean, there are parts that are shot for shot. Like, I'm pretty sure a friend like me is like shot for shot, but it was cool. Like, I liked it. Um, but. To me, the strongest point was they they gave Jasmine a storyline. Not that I think she was missing it before, but if they were going to like add like one extra element to an updated version, yeah, that made sense because it made her character kind of like have a story. Um, In addition, because the first Aladdin was about Aladdin, this one's like it's about Aladdin until about the second act, and then it kind of leans a little bit more Jasmine. Yeah, and gave her a voice. I like the new song. I think Naomi Scott does a good job, and you worked with Naomi Scott, right, on Lemonade Mouth? I think like so. Engineering. Let me take a picture. I want to see what, who, what she looks like. Uh, they, yeah, they, she was in... Okay, if she was in... They said she was her first big break was Lemonade Mouth. Yeah. If she's one of the main characters, then yes. Uh, uh, Naomi Haley Scott. Ke- okay, yeah. Haley yeah, Ke- Kiyoko was in yes. there, too. That's she was actually really cool. She was one of the ones that I liked a lot. She was super mm-hmm. funny and just outgoing. She... She's uh her and uh and so Nassim Pedrada is also in it as a handmaiden like a new character. Mm. Those two, um, <laughs> go watch uh, Andre the Black Nerd um, his review of it because mm. he pretty much he sums it up pretty much. It's unfair. Yeah, on how YouTube. gorgeous those two are in this movie, <laughs> both like inside and out, like outside, but also like as characters, like just as far as like they're not stereotypical like strong independent women like in the social justice sense, but like. They're they're strong willed women. I don't know. To me, I, I, someone else could probably analyze a little bit better. I don't think there was that much of a message. It was just kind of like a, well, what if you were a little girl that never got to leave her house and didn't ever have a thing to say, you know, or wasn't mm. ever allowed to say anything? Mm. Like, how would you feel? Like, that's kind of like. I also don't know how old these characters are supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> like they could be thirteen or like thirty. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, 
Well, no, the original <clears throat> story, um, the Aladdin story, I think, is a, isn't it an Oriental story? I think the characters are. Yeah, they. they I think it's it's somewhere like in the Middle East, or I don't know. So I, I forget about the original movie. This movie is definitely like a, a broad amalgamation of anything East, hmm. like. Because Agrabah, so like what Americans think of East, like, oh, this is the pretty part, you know, like <laughs> we're like maybe not the part that we're currently bombing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, it's not, I mean they obviously don't go into dark tones, but Good. like <laughs> it's, it's 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 actually like one quarter Bollywood to me. Mm-hmm. Like there's points that make more sense as a Bollywood musical than um, than like a I don't know, like a regular musical or like original Aladdin because the original Aladdin was like a straight up pop musical. Yeah, this one's kind of like when they break out dance sequences, like there's. I don't know if they're actual traditional dances, but they appear that way. So maybe they're like a fusion or someone who actually knows something about those types of dances uh, could probably weigh in. But they looked very genuine. Um, and yeah. it was more of like a Bollywood kind of thing. I, I thought it translated really well from the uh, the animated to this live action. Uh, and it, it wasn't like the it wasn't like an abbreviated you know version of it, but it was like like they they the this time they knew the audience like you were saying like. They wanted the they knew the audience knew the story you know what mm-hmm. I mean they knew they, you guys knew all the details so like they kind of just like hopped into certain things it was very much like a Cliff's Notes version of Aladdin <clears throat> for me yeah. which they, they needed to do because it was already like two hours long so mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer little kids would watch something but, I don't know my kids watch a lot of things for right, a lot well, longer than well, two hours well I guess meaning like in the theater <laughs> you know yeah um, yeah the, I think the thing I liked the most though was the uh, art design it looked beautiful the the art design the 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 colors, the textures of the uh, what people were wearing, like the way they designed the uh, the sets and everything, art design as far as the sets, and then <clears throat> the way they did Genie, he has these like clasps or like the you know the things that are that are on his wrists there, and then off of his wrists are these like silver line, some lining. It's really cool looking, almost tribal, mm-hmm. and uh, I just really enjoyed the way they did everything. The genie when he's moving looks better in context than he did in the stills that we saw earlier. Yeah, um, I still don't know. I, I either wish that it was somebody other than Will Smith, or they allowed Will Smith to be more. <laughs> because the whole thing about Robin Williams as a genie is more he was, Will Smith. Yeah, because the whole thing about the genie is he was kind of like un un uh, unchained. You know, like mm-hmm. if it felt like. They just like let him loose in the sound booth, gave him yeah. the script, and they were like, "Whatever you do, we'll animate around it." Yes, kind of thing. Um, with Will Smith, it kind of felt like subdued to an extent, like not bad. Because, like I said, there were some parts that were like, "Wow, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be." Like when he tailors Aladdin, I thought yeah. it was really funny. I'm sure he didn't want to recreate or try to recreate what Robin Williams is. For one, I don't yeah. think he probably could have done it. For two, like it would have just been felt odd, like so, not being him. That's actually a good point too. Um, that Andre the Black Nerd brings up that I agree with. The strongest moments for the genie when it's just Will Smith, and it feels like he. I didn't think about this until Andre pointed it out, but like. They probably got Will Smith because they're trying. They need to take the focus away from Robin Williams, mm-hmm. so they need someone who, when you hear his name, you know what it's going to be like. Yeah. So they're like, well, Will Smith's just going to be Will Smith, and for eighty percent of the genie, it's just Will Smith, and that works in that sense. It's Will Smith. He's like walking around just as Will. What kind of Will? Well, Smith? no, I mean like as a like a personality-wise. Okay. Even when he's the big mystical genie, yeah, he still has like the personality of Will Smith because you he know still when sounds like Hitch. Yeah, he basically he's basically <laughs> Hitch in this movie. He's oh, setting nice. him up with Jasmine. He's like, oh, go go talk to her, mention something. He's giving all these. <laughs> Uh, tips and stuff but then 20 percent of the time they like him or the, the studio or somebody was like let's do that thing ron williams did 
it does not translate well at no. all. Like it's it's just like it's, it's like, like ooh, you're doing good until that moment. Phenomenal, cool cosmic powers. Is that it? Actually, it's that script though. That line was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is script and what is you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that yeah. section, that's hard exactly. to know. So that line was in there, and I don't know if they purposely did it completely different to not compare it to that. Mm-hmm. I think they should have left it out because the way they it, it was a passing thought mm-hmm. and. For us, it was like a big memory. Yeah, like big phenomenal, and he blows up, and then like, like, and so in this movie, like he like seconds before does a big CG thing. He's like, oh da da da, and then he's like, big livings, and then he just as a person is like, says big it. living space, itty bitty, you know, like big phenomenal power, itty bitty living space. And I was like, oh wow, that, that was. <laughs> huh. And then even later, when Jafar gets trapped, mm-hmm. he says it as a passing thing, like, like. Uh, you know, like when you have like the buddy cop movies and like the guy gets caught and they're like, he, he says his like taglines like, oh, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles or something, you know? <laughs> That's kind of like what he says. It's like, it's like big phenomenal power. He'd be a living space. I'm like, oh, they did it twice now. <laughs> yeah. Aladdin didn't say it? Because that's no, what it he did in the, in the was, original movie. He says Genie. it to him. I think it was Genie. Yeah. There's a few lines that they swapped. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Raja? Mm-hmm. It's still Raja. I like that. And Apu. <laughs> the animals were actually really good. Yeah. Um, because uh, Raja was a tiger tiger in the original yep. movie. and Didn't talk. He's the same in this. The only thing... I don't even wish they did this. The only thing I kind of missed, though, with Apu was like one of the funniest memories I had of Apu. <laughs> was he was making fun of Aladdin for falling in love with Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like... Bah, 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 bah. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I get it because it would have been too much for this version of Abu. Yeah. But this it was a really good Abu. Trying like, to be slightly more grounded in reality. Reality. Yeah, he's supposed to like a walking monkey acting like humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely like I think if I was inebriated enough, I would just believe that that was a real monkey. Because <laughs> like it, it was only like one click heightened mm-hmm. from yeah, a real it was monkey. Like eyes, eyes in the mouth, and uh, the rest of it was just monkey. Same with Iago, like uh, Alan Tudyk. The the chicken from Moana. Yeah, um, he, has a, he has a lot of things. Yeah, but I guess he's like an ongoing thing of being birds in Disney. Oh, really? I don't nice. know. Like, so or now I guess I don't know. Oh, he's Somebody got he's King Candy in the uh, what's it Wreck It Ralph, oh, and he's nice. also in the he's the in Wreck It Ralph too. He's the little guy, the Google guy that he asks questions. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. So yeah, he's Iago. Iago sounds like a parrot, mm-hmm. except a parrot that sometimes talks for itself instead of. A, repeats hmm. so it's not like gilbert godfrey was just like just talking <laughs> he said some uh <laughs> some odd things he's said in the last few years i think probably got him out of the running for this movie <laughs> they replaced everybody the only original voice was the guy who i guess the same guy voiced cave of wonders abu and raja hmm. raja are the same person hmm. and he was back for this movie they re- for the lion king one they're gonna have james Earl jones though back Ooh, which is cool. weird. I guess it makes sense, like the off-camera voice <laughs> mm-hmm. thing for both those. Because when it opens with the Cable Wonders, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that voice. I remember James Earl Jones in Bell Atlantic commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that ages that's, me. That's the uh, that's the legacy he's hoping to leave. <laughs> Everybody remembers that. He's still alive. That's even more amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sad because then I remember he was on Big Bang Theory too. Like, mm-hmm. He and I don't know if it was Sheldon, but like they were pranking Carrie Fisher in the um, TV show, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Man, there's a so much tragedy around Carrie Fisher. I didn't know till the other day. I saw like a, a little article pop up 
that she never made it to put her handprints in the Chinese theater. Mm, wow. So they ended up putting a plaque instead. I was like, why didn't they not do that? They had like, there was like 40 years that could have done that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know. So there it is. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think Aladdin was fine. If you have kids, probably be better. If you really want... Isn't, if you go in not expecting it to be as good or better than the original, it could be fine. It's also like a better representation of the Broadway musical than anything else it wasn't great it was kind of like i keep going back to andre the black nerd he was like listen everybody knows what these live action remakes are at this point so <laughs> if you, if you, if that you, jasmine <laughs> song is dope yeah the jasmine story arc and her new song are the highlight of the whole movie i think universally everyone kind of sees but oh. as far as like the live actions like everybody got gets even if besides the cash grab stuff the vibe everybody gets the vibe of them now so yeah. it not much changes like it's over, I, and then there's this whole thing where some scenes are just sped up. I don't know if if you guys see this, like leave comments and stuff, because <laughs> I, I didn't get the style. I know Guy Ritchie like directed it or supposedly directed it, but it didn't feel like Guy Ritchie directed it. It felt like Disney, like generic Disney director directed it, and was told to add like Guy Ritchie moments because because <laughs> you know sometimes Guy Ritchie does like the speed ramping stuff. Mm. There were sped up scenes, but it wasn't like a stylized. It just looks sped up. It was cool. Mm. There were some sections where it was layered, like where you would see like the background and the foreground are, are being sped up, mm. but the but the subjects are in real time, mm. like layers in that sense. But like I, there was a few times like that. I feel bad about dissing it too much because a lot of effort obviously went into it. Like you see, like all the dancers and production, like the points they zoom out of it, and I don't know if it's CG or feels real, but I would believe if it, it being real. Well, it's like they drone shotted like a distance shot of like this production, like of Prince Ali, and it was like, yeah, I don't want to discount like the probably two thousand people it took to make this one shot happen, um, but it, for me, it definitely didn't like hit the same feels as the original did, but it yeah. was fine. Um, it's just I couldn't get over how some moments were so incredible and way better than I'd ever hoped for, and some moments were like way 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 worse than i could have ever imagined and it being in the same film it was they like gotta so know by now though that no the people aren't gonna feel that yeah. no matter what like just because those the first time as a kid that you see those movies mm -hmm. it's it's different from seeing it again as like a remake later. See, i want to see jungle book because i hear everybody who's seen it say that that was the one that got them on board for the live actions mm -hmm. because that one kid was basically the whole movie and he was so good and then they just kept like cashing it in after that. So I, I still need to see Jungle Book because I heard that's the one that did it. Like they mm. actually did it, but I don't know. I honestly think that uh, if the live actions were first, they they would probably get received just as like well, well just yeah. as well as the, these cartoon versions that we had in the nineties. That's what I'm saying. Like you're going into it already. Like mm -hmm. it's seeing really it before. really hard because like they at first they had a they had a you know an animated base so like they could have done anything like no they could defy rules in the animated mm -hmm. world so like to <clears throat> you can't really bash this <laughs> bash not bash this movie but like there's some things you just have that just have to be the way they are like uh you were saying earlier is like it's kind of like if you ever see us all uh, aladdin on broadway which is amazing by the way at, uh, david copperfield what designed all the Special, special effects, effects stuff. Oh, weird. but that they're not David Copperfield, but his t his t his team. So oh. that's the, I feel the same way about the mu the Broadway musical. Though it was like it was fine, 
Mm. And then the genie made it. Yeah. Like the guy who does the Broadway genie or the one who originated it. Yeah. He com- he completely he crushed it. He reinvented the genie. Mm. Like he was like Robin Williams was his thing. It's not even levels. It's just another bubble. He's just like, like this most the most nimble person I've ever seen for being like six two, like three hundred pounds. Yeah. And they, they had a lot of special effects, so he would appear and reappear on different parts of the stage within like milliseconds and mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's crazy. So it now I, I said the Broadway comparison, but the story is different than the Broadway version. Yeah. So the Broadway version added like three friends for Aladdin and all the stuff. That that's not in this. This is pretty much the same character set except Nassim Pedrad. Like they added a handmaiden to Jasmine. Yeah. Um there's it, it worked in a couple ways. I guess this is a minor spoiler. Um, but like Nassim Pedrad is like kind of like the love interest of the genie. Um, I thought <laughs> that's that sound, funny. I saw, I thought that sounded convoluted when they first introduced it. it ended up being really sweet, I think. And uh, it was kind of funny. And then there's something this, <laughs> we'll spoil Brightburn, but we won't spoil Aladdin because in case you want to see it, there's actually a really sweet way the whole thing wraps up. And if you're an adult, you'll probably figure it out halfway through the movie. But I think it's a sweet thing for like kids to figure out. Um, it, and it was it was fine. Like uh, I'm glad we saw it. A whole new world is still magical, mm-hmm. but it really is a testament to how well that song is written. <laughs> yeah. Also, the version that's on the soundtrack, that chick. The end credits. So uh, the end credit version of Whole New World. Whole New World. Ah, whole new world. Demi Lovato? Yeah. No, is it's, it? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's um, got it. Zane. Zane. And uh, he was the like the first kid to leave One Direction. Oh, okay. Who actually is like, as far as his projects, like are my favorites because he always does something like a little edgier, mm-hmm. and he has a cool voice. So it's him, and then this, this girl that won the four or was one of the winners of the four. Um, she's amazing, Javia, something. I don't, but she's she's from L.A. Uh, or Monrovia. She she's, so she's from Monrovia. Um, That's all right down the road. Yeah, this is funny because we were in the theater. I was like, I'm like looking it up. Like, oh, that Javia girl. She's from uh, she's from Monrovia, and he Vince was like, is that somewhere near like Iraq or something? I was like, <laughs> it's like. No, 30 it's minutes away. Like next to Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rovio sounds Russian. <laughs> but a little bit. She, she, uh, she has a really cool raspy voice, but the, the, but the film version is really good too. The end credit version, man, it was like, I don't know if it's just because these two are like, these two are very talented, really talented, mm-hmm. but that is such a good song. Like, it just hit me in the feels over again. Like, the first, when they, they released the song a couple weeks before the movie, and the way that Javier says, um, like I'm like a shooting star. I've come this far, and I can't go back to where I used to be. Mm-hmm. I never, I heard that line, but I never, I never heard that line until she sang it. <laughs> it got me. It, got it was me weird. Good. I didn't for some reason. I never, sang I never got the analogy before. For some reason, like every other way, it was saying, "It's like I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far." And then she made me the feel way that- she sang it. I was like, "Oh, because a shooting star can't go back," <laughs> and it went far. <laughs> <laughs> Come so far. Uh, they just gave you a music channel, right? <laughs> so good. Oh, it's a. Uh, I don't know, but the music is definitely the best part of this. I don't know. Over overall, yeah, I would say I'd give it like a out of one of ten. I would give it a solid like eight and a half, nine, maybe nine. I, I wish I could. I need to like watch it again and split up the parts and time code it. This time code ten out of ten. This time mm-hmm. code nine out of ten. This time code like negative one out of ten. Like I'm just glad they didn't try to create another animated Aladdin. See, in the '90s though, like those were actually like the series was pretty good. Uh, the cartoon, the cartoon, like as in like the after 
noon cartoon yeah. series? Okay, that one, I mean, because they did that for everything. But that but one that specifically. was not bad, yeah. It was better than the other ones they did that with. They probably had all the same characters. Everybody except for Robin Williams because he had a yeah. falling out with Disney. Yeah. But then he came back for the movie that ended the TV series. Oh, I didn't know it ended the TV series. So the, I know that they had like another straight-to-video movie, but. Yeah, so I guess Return of Jafar was after Aladdin. Yeah. And then that and it was led not into have the, him. that led into the uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. And then the TV series led into King of Thieves, uh, where he finds his dad. Mm-hmm. And so, so like, I was just thinking in the series there was one guy that was like the opposite of Aladdin. I can't remember his name, um, but he literally he was drawn exactly like Aladdin, except pale and, <laughs> and dark outfit and stuff. And they wanted to make the movie about him because he was supposed they were supposed to reveal it's his brother. But then they found they couldn't get a hold of the voice actor. Bullatted. They couldn't get a hold of the voice actor. Mm-hmm. They found out the guy like was going through depression and committed suicide. Whoa. So they were just like, let's uh let's explore Aladdin's dad. Cast this. Like No, they so they just forgot about the character. He never appeared again. Mm. And they just went to Aladdin's dad for King of Thieves. But Poor Bullatton. <laughs> that I don't know. I feel I don't know how I'd feel about that, but I mean that third one wasn't too bad. Yeah. I remember Return of Jafar, Jafar being like all those other straight-to-video movies that were just Return like, of Jafar. This is obviously just <laughs> Return of Jafar. No, that's what like, I, I call it. Return of Jafar. So yeah, I that Return of Jafar movie. I didn't know this until I saw um, somebody <laughs> report on it later. But Return of Jafar was the very first straight-to-DVD or straight-to-video home video like wow. ma- big movie. Wow, from Disney. That, and I guess because of how well it did money-wise, they kept doing it. Yeah. Um, it's like cocaine. I can't remember enough of it. I just I do remember though the after school show like was really like to me pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was around Darkwing Duck days. Yeah. Right? But somebody somebody made like a good point um, in the same article I was reading about all that stuff that the the nice thing about the series is it was pretty true to spirit of the original movie, mm-hmm. but also it kind of like was the first time we saw a relationship in the Disney universe fleshed out. Mm. because we have the happy ending of Aladdin. they like, oh, we're engaged. Yeah. And then it was happily ever after. But the series, you saw like Aladdin and Jasmine go through couples yeah. stuff. Like they wow. argued. That's true. They almost, they get like, they almost get like, not divorced, but like unengaged. They like get through stuff. And then they like, then King of Thieves was their marriage. Like them getting married, mm. like their wedding and stuff. So you actually see like a couple seasons of them like, Married. Getting well, getting their stuff together. No, you actually you never see them married. I don't. Yeah, think. I don't think so. But like the series, you see them like work out their shit while they're engaged. Um, That's what, insane. Which is like I don't know if they meant to do it like that. I had no <laughs> idea that there was that much Aladdin lore out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember too many of the episodes, but. I, I remember, like, since it, they were the two main characters, mm-hmm. that's where the conflict all, you know, so it might have just been by accident that mm-hmm. they accidentally did something pretty responsible. <laughs> they were like, hey, kids, uh, so after you get, after the prince meets the, the princess, uh, they have to go through a lot of stuff to make sure it's still going to work. <laughs> so That's how relationships work. Yeah. That's right. However, like, Angie's parents, I think on the second date, basically kind of got engaged. Like yeah. they, he didn't like propose. I think on the second date, but they talked about getting married then, yeah. and I, they were married within the next year. I think. But How I see, old I, were they? Yeah, I think he was. He's probably had to be in like thirty. But right? see, I, she I was think twenty three. It's, it's less of the engagement, getting the married thing. It's just like being in a relationship. So even if yeah. they got married and then the series happened, just them working out, flushing that stuff out after the happy ending. Because I think the genie comes back after from his trip too, yes. and then they, everybody like it's. It's a whole thing. Um, who was the genie though in the TV series? Was um, Homer? 
Simpson. Dan Dan Castellano. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know that. He was doing a Robin Williams like impression. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't not, too bad. Uh, but it <laughs> you could you could hear it veer into Homer territory, like come back here once Bart. in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, uh, what was I just thinking? There was something on the the I just heard this phone go off and I just blanked. <laughs> We were gonna watch this uh, Terminator trailer. Oh yeah, I, I guess there's a new Terminator movie, uh, and it's. I heard it's another trilogy. I don't. I'm not Ooh. quite I've lost, sure. I've lost track of like where Terminator ter- terminology. terminology T- Terminator lore has gone. Um, Vince is a lot more of an Arnold fan than I am. Uh, to me, Arnold's just like an icon. Like mm-hmm. when you think of like buff action hero, he's like at the top of the pyramid, and then like everybody else kind of like is versions of that. Yeah. Um, but I remember Terminator 2, T2, that was the big one, right? That's the one that everybody still unanimously like loves. Like, and I think when people like refer to Terminator, they're probably referring to T2 and not T1. Probably. Um, they're, they would probably I would say, say it's their favorite, probably. T1 was like the the shit. It was so good, but like it's just the... It, it some the people 80s. even say it's like a per, the perfect movie, like See, the way they did everything. The re, well, the reason I thought T2 was like bigger was because like whenever someone, especially in college, would reference Terminator and like, oh yeah, I remember in Terminator when this happened, we'd go back to the original Terminator movie mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's not in this. And then we find out, oh, that was in Terminator 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every, like nine times well, out of ten. it's a Cameron movie, so like Terminator 2 is huge. Yeah. So like, and he's doing this one too. Yeah. Which is, it's odd to me. I've heard that it's supposed to be connected to the first two at least like there was what genesis that was last time did you see genesis i don't think so it was like a super crazy like time travel kind of thing yeah. to where like it happens apparently that's still i don't know if it's the same universe that that happens in mm. but I, this I happens that before that but apparently this With movie younger, happens before that i don't i have no it's idea it's a younger connor's yeah I lost uh, track but Terminator that. 3 I thought was absolutely awful. Oh wait, no, I did see Genesis. That was the one where you found out where um Skynet came from, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I did see that. Okay. Yeah, um I also didn't know where that fell in the continuity. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I remember they, there was there was Terminator 1, 2 and then 3 was obviously different and it had like a whinier version of John Connor and mm-hmm. it's just odd and uh uh, then after that was Salvation, yeah. Which we were all, I was all like hoping because I loved the first two Terminators and like in that second movie you see like a glimpse of John Connor and you see mm-hmm. like he's like this, you know, strong person basically like conquering, leader. like leader taking on these machines and basically winning the war. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I want to see that war is what mm-hmm. I want to see, you know. So like when you get to that part in the third movie we're like oh it shows you there. oops everything's kind of happening by oops we can't <laughs> stop it and then it's just not very well done and then this next movie you think it's salvation you think it's the war and it just happens and it's a lot of the same it's a lot of the car chases and other things to where like i don't know it just bored me yeah mm-hmm. the first and the second one are the best ones yes but this one, uh, we're going to watch the trailer real quick, and then we can probably talk about it. Yeah, somehow I haven't it. seen this yet. It's got uh, the original, um, the mom, uh, what's what's her name? Linda Hamilton. Mm. And she's she's the original lady who uh, did, was in the first two movies. They killed her off in the third movie. I don't know if she didn't want to be involved. I think Arnold was the only one that was you know in the third movie that was involved in any of the earlier ones. It, so I'm, actually, I'm kind of excited about this, too, because um, I knew I'd work a Mortal Kombat reference in here somehow. Uh, there's rumors that Arnold or that the Terminator is going to be DLC in Mortal Kombat 11. Ooh. 
Um, but it, people are speculating that and like Joker and stuff because I guess they did like a data mining and found it. But also like, well, if a new movie is coming out from Warner, it's a good way to like promote mm. by putting it in the game. So everybody was speculating that. And then this morning, for, uh, the day we were recording, Ed Boon tweeted out, uh, well, earlier in the week, Ed Boon t- tweeted out, next week we'll be announcing new DLC characters. Mm. It's nice. like, cool. And then this morning, because <laughs> uh, they just had their big first tournament, the Combo Breaker, um, Ed Boon tweeted out, isn't Alien such a great movie? I'm like, we're going to have Alien again? <laughs> we already had him. Unless it's like Ripley. Oh, I'll be sick if it was actually uh, one of the characters. Yeah. All right, let's watch this. All right, we're going to watch this. I just noticed it was Paramount. It'd be funny if like Terminator gets out and he has like weird skinny legs. <laughs> like <laughs> Sonic. Oh, my gosh. That was cool. Looks cool. Did it say Billy Ray? Did it? Billy Bob. Billy it Ray. This is Billy Ray. That's oh, probably I guess it's Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> he's already got it. he's already got his viral thing right now. <laughs> he's got this. Oh goodness! So does that mean she gets, she's going back in time? I'm supposing. Oh, I, don't I don't know, know if anybody went back in time. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was her. So, yeah. so they they turn humans into Terminators. I don't. Is that what they're implying? Know. Well, that's what in the Salvation movie. That's what happened. Oh, Where the guy's like he wakes up and like the Terminators had like turned him into a Terminator, basically. Which is kind of weird to me that they didn't have some kind of override protocol the Terminators were put in his whatever. Like a total recall. Yeah, like basically, oh, I'm just going to shut down your mechanical body and uh, blow you up or something, like, because we're smart Terminators. But apparently you know, they're all stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? So now the MK DLC tie-in makes sense, because there's a whole storyline in Mortal Kombat where the ninjas get turned into cyber ninjas mm. because of an initiative. And if they try to, like... <laughs> Across those storylines, were like, oh, they just got caught up in the Terminator initiative. Crossing the streams, the Lin Kuei. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm just figuring like Warner Brothers after like the Matt, like the Zeppelin of a movie Justice League was. <laughs> they're they're probably just like, uh, let's just cross all the universes, make them all work, let's make them all work, <laughs> get that bread. But uh, that looks cool. I'm down to see it. I don't know enough to be like screaming like a girl when like Sarah Connor comes up, but yeah. like yeah. I know that was supposed to be a cool moment for huge fans. Yeah, like seeing seeing her be badass is just what everyone wants to see her do. So yeah, which is why like you know a lot I know a lot of people getting upset about certain you know females being kind of boring in certain movies or this or that mm-hmm. and but and they generally go back to like because people people have come out and be like we don't have enough females that we have, we never had enough badass like females like dude we had we actually had quite a few mm-hmm. awesome like, Ripley and- like she was awesome mm-hmm. and we had Ripley who was awesome I mean it's just there's there's quite a few I think the argument they were making there is they wanted them to be like the like the leads and I yeah. know but like they, Ripley is a lead I know they're like like yeah like um, I guess she ended up being yeah mm-hmm. I don't know if it was meant to be that but there were there was there was a handful of like really really good ones and stuff but then I think later. In history, mm-hmm. it dipped. Is what it happened. Like there I was like say, yeah. there was like a good point. Like the Alien movies. Yeah. Like, Terminator well, even like, like the Halloween movies with. Uh, oh yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was pretty badass in those then, movies. Yeah. But then we hit like a stride of like late '90s, early 2000s, where it was just like damsel in distress, like across the board and stuff. So, but there there are some good examples to follow. Like we do, we don't have a new Ripley. I don't think. So like not did she li- die not again? not or literally again? Well, I mean not not literally I mean just like <laughs> as far as like a space movie having like that kind of like a I wonder if they yeah. will put out another aliens movie I would be dope there's that been several be pretty cool like yeah. another one if they put out another one <clears throat> also was there some are they all prequels at this moment though like the ones they've been working on I have lost so much track I don't because there was because there was Prometheus was like yeah. a prequel like it, it and was, there's one after that yeah I saw uh what was the last one we saw oh 
It's Predator. I got it confused. Same <laughs> same thing in my head. Like, yeah, that was. Uh, I liked the new Predator movie. It was kind of you watched. I I heard it was actually awful. The new Predator. It was movie? pretty bad. It was, it, but it was like joke funny bad. It was campy. It was like a uh, like an Evil Dead of Predator <laughs> movies. Um, it's nothing like the original. We also no. no. We saw oh. it in 4DX. Um, it was kind of like the da- Danny uh, Donald Glover or Danny Glover one. Oh, and that was like chubby Danny Glover too. That was like Predator Three, I think. The, that was Predator Two. Two. Was there was only two. Yeah, there was only two of them. We saw this in a 4DX. For some of you who don't know, 4DX is where they add like the moving chairs and the smells and temperature and all that stuff. Because uh, we had like free tickets, and so we saw it. The thing that sticks out in my memory is they associated the smell with a predator's blood, and they sprayed it to your face. And there's nothing natural that smells like this. And I guess that's why they sprayed it. Or whoever concocted it. But the closest thing I could come up with is like, kind of like burning rubber if it was cold, <laughs> like was the smell. And then when they spray, because they, they spray out of like the armrest into your face. Ow. Um, it's, it doesn't hurt, but like, and usually it's just like a mist and you're like, oh, incense. Or like Smells rain. annoy me though. Like if there's too much of like mm. a certain thing, I will get sick. So it's usually not too much. This, however, like when it's sprayed, it just never left. For like the next like 12 hours, I was just like... Oh, it's still here. Like <laughs> it's like skunk. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't. know. That's what I remember the Predator movie. I don't actually remember the plot all that much, except that they had referenced that oh, Predators have been here before. Mm-hmm. Same universe. This right. is weird. Like with those 40x, I don't know how many of those theaters there actually are, but there's got to mm-hmm. be a lot of people like programming that stuff. Like mm-hmm. how expensive that probably has to be to for to pay those people. Actually, and then it's not that expensive probably for tickets, right? It's only like twenty five bucks. Right? It's kind uh, of expensive. The one we went to was like thirty bucks a person. Um, well, if you think about it, like most major theaters are like seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so it, it's it makes sense the amount because like if you like twenty bucks is like seventeen to twenty is like the regular mm-hmm. ticket. And then like IMAX is like twenty twenty five, mm-hmm. like the forty. Well, the, like, the chairs move, and you got smells, yeah. and you got lights and, and heat and. I would like air to see and, Brightburn in forty. Oh, I'm sure that would have been crazy. So the biggest thing that sold me on forty X that actually made us go see it, the forty X before that I was like, oh, the chairs move, all this stuff. Is that there's things in the chair that punch your butt and your back. <laughs> so like if you're seeing something like Star Wars, when someone gets stabbed with a lightsaber, it punches you in the back. Ow. And it's it's cool. I mean, it's just enough where it's forceful, but it doesn't like hurt unless you have like back problems or something. But uh, it, it they time it so they like it, it really. So all, the other stuff is like okay, it's fine. Like when it rains, that kind of annoys me because it's just like a wash of like mist. It, like you get wet. Yeah. <laughs> But the but the punching thing, like what did we see? All I'm saying is, when you make it cold in there because it's cold, and then it goes into a desert thing. It's the next scene, make it freaking hot again. That's <laughs> because <laughs> it lingers. It stays freaking cold. <laughs> so some of you saw our Doctor Strange review, and we gone into like a 40x theater to see Doctor Strange. It was like he go he gets like stranded in Antarctica or something, mm-hmm. and so the these turbines blow cold air, and you're like, oh, it's so cold. And then he's like walking through a rainforest, and it's like raining or something. It's like, okay, now I'm cold and wet. And he's in the desert. I'm like, didn't get warm. <laughs> Why is it still where's the cold? heat? <laughs> so cold. Oh, got the program that. <laughs> so I gotta have to have the heat in the chairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually the way they should do that is yeah. heat in the chair. But uh, it's and, and the I think the 
anything like the rain and the smells, I think there's a button to turn those off if you don't want them specifically. Oh, that'd be good because I heard a lot about uh, the Fast and the Furious because there's so much like burning of rubber. Oh, that rubber. Just the rubber smell was just everywhere all the time. That that being, I would throw up. That being said, though, like if you any one of those elements you don't like, like something like that smell make you sick, you mm-hmm. just shouldn't go to the 40X. Yeah. Because even if you don't have it, everybody else does. Yep. So it's going to be in there. And it's it's too expensive to not enjoy something, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, because it even thirty bucks. I mean, it scales up, right? But like thirty bucks is like a lot when you times it. Like you're probably gonna see it with somebody else or like a family or something. Like this just adds up real quick for like a movie that you're hoping is gonna be good. That's another <laughs> recommendation. Make sure it's a movie that you know is gonna be good or you've seen. Yeah. So like, you just pay my kid to kick your seat whenever there's action scenes. Right. Or, you, or you could be idiots like us and see Predator in 40x yeah, for but, free. Yeah, <laughs> so we weren't too idiotic about that. But Brightburn, I think, would have been pretty freaking cool. You just constantly getting like hit because there was so much action. There was or wind. I'm sure. Just whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh. Not, oh, that's true. Yeah, the turbines and stuff would like. Yeah, like. I just I hope like moving around from. I've never seen a horror movie in 4DX, and I don't know if they, like, I'm hoping that they don't, but they probably do emulate, like, the smell of, like, blood and carcasses and stuff. Oh, I'd barf. That's the thing I wouldn't like about Brightburn. If they were like, oh, that, that, that dude with his jaw falling off, this is what it smells like right now. I'm like, no, don't, <laughs> no. I don't want that. <laughs> that is, like, the weirdest thing to think about. <laughs> um, Rod had mentioned this, and I figured we could probably just end it with, with this, uh, that the so- Sonic... Uh, it's being, pushed it's being pushed back to uh, Valentine's Day. Yes. Good. They're, redo it. Well, they, they said they were going to redo it, but there was an outcry of people who were like, "Wasn't that isn't that only going to create work for all the animators, like the people who didn't have anything to do with this, you know? And so the... I'm street, sure they're going to pay them. Well, they're going to pay them, but it's uh, there's there's articles coming out about like the development of Mortal Kombat and all these other games and stuff and movies mm-hmm. where like... Uh, like animators and stuff are put under a huge crunch or some of them are salaried and so like the hours are unfair and stuff. I like bet. They talked about like one of the games, I don't know if it was Mortal Kombat, but another game of some sort, the, the oh, it was uh, God of War. Mm. These people like would go weeks without seeing their families. Yeah, most like, of the video game stuff, I don't know if you look online and talk, see the interviews of some people that do video game stuff, they're just, mm-hmm. they're sleep, eating and sleeping. At the at desk. The desks, and yeah. I, I want to watch this documentary called Raising Kratos. Mm. It's about that. Oh, wow. So that people were worried about, like, well, this is a primarily CG movie. It's very similar to a video game. Like, is it just going to force a bunch of, like, animators to put in overtime? Sure, they're going to get paid, but, like... Some may die. I would, <laughs> I would like, ask, like, why they should give a crap about what anim- animators... Like, this more work for them or mm-hmm. for someone else that's an animator. And they that's the way the business is. Mm-hmm. So, like... During towards the end of a project, it's gonna go nuts. Any yeah, yeah. project's gonna get nuts towards the end, and so those people, it's better for them to have a job. I guess. Than... I guess their their thinking was though, like it, it was an unfair deadline they try to hit, and so the announcement of them pushing it to oh, pushing February it was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Now it's a realistic timeline. Yeah. So it's overtime over the court, like over the course of like a regular time mm. instead of overtime and like you're gonna get the next six months of work done in the next month, you know, or something because it was supposed to be out in November. And well, I yeah, I think I think originally it was November, and they were like it was going to be a Thanksgiving movie, and they're like, uh, as it might be pushing it because you're essentially redoing the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So you're taking the main character and redoing them. Yeah, but the 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 artwork they put out because this Sonic isn't wearing gloves. Yeah, so the artwork they put out about has the, the thing has, he's holding his his gloved hand is holding a sign saying coming out February fourteenth. Yeah, um, so it looks like that's like that little sign of like hey, like literally took your advice. Exactly, um, which is fuck up. 
I don't know. I heard a po- I heard a podcast talking about whether or not that was good for the industry, like for uh, like the crowds basically basically making decisions, responding to you know the internet exploding like mm-hmm. like that. If that's good or not, well, because it'll keep happening now. Maybe I'm, it's just going to probably keep happening where the internet explodes about something. But I don't know if they'll listen or not. I feel like this was generally a like a they probably looked at it and going that's probably a decent critique. It was a, it <laughs> was know? a gut. I think it was a gut thing. Like they saw how bad the review was on their Sonic, well, so they're like, "Oh, maybe we have to change this." Someone had pointed out like that uh, the director he's never really directed something this big before, mm-hmm. but he is a graphic designer, like yeah. a VFX designer. So they're like, "How did?" So either him or someone on his team, you get this vibe of like him or someone on his team was like, "See, told you so," and now they're going to do it. You know, um, or I'm sure there's someone, someone somewhere I'd have been like. That worked with them had to be like, why is his hands? Why are his yeah. hands not uh, enormously yeah. huge? He's already a giant blue mm-hmm. hedgehog. Hedgehog. <laughs> and that's literally there to save the earth. Mm-hmm. That's another know. deal. See, I don't know if I like the alien story <laughs> yeah. now. I don't, did you ever watch the? There's two different cartoons, which both I think were voiced by the Jaleel kid. White. Yeah, <laughs> Jaleel White. Or better known as Urkel. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Stefan <Yeah>. Urkel. <laughs> exactly, and. Uh, I wonder if because in the in the second one it's it's a really weird it's like half rock opera because it's like him and his brother and his sister mm-hmm. um like and they all play music together so I don't think I saw that and it's one, like in the dystopian future uh, are they all hedgehogs yes I don't I think are, other people are, aren't hedgehogs like like uh, but his tales. brother and sisters are uh, brother and sister are and it's like this dystopian future where I think it's actually even on Netflix or at least it was. Where like they're turning like other animals into like robots, kind of like yes. in the video game. So why hmm. don't they do that for the movie? There's already a plot in the game. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that, 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 that anchors me. Like whenever they're like a game or something, it already has a story, and they're like, we need to make up an alien story. I'm like there was already a story. It worked. Which is funny. I think one of the later, uh, probably universally hated Sonics. I think the PlayStation one. Uh, has him like running around and like talking to normal people, and like mm-hmm. one of the, the girls that he falls in love with is like you know uh, an actual like mm-hmm. person and not like another hedgehog. Which oh. I, I don't know if they're gonna. <coughs> I didn't play the game, Going so I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know if they're. I'm hmm. sure that probably how you talked about Detective Pikachu being like a version of one of the games. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're gonna go. That's that if that's where they're going. Okay, yeah, interesting. I yeah, I haven't kept up with Sonic since like Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic and Tails or something yeah, like that. Mm. Me neither. So, um, but it's been I, a while. It is one of those things where, like, if you're going to hit up a nostalgia property, like, you got to tread that redesign real carefully. Like, they didn't try to redesign Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Like, they just made it look like, like, now you saw his fur. That was probably the extent yep. of, like, that that design. They were like, so that's what he looks like when his fur is dirty and when when he's cleaner. He like, has texture. Yeah. <laughs> but he was the same character. I mean, they, didn't, they even, he had, like, the blushy cheeks. Mm-hmm. No explanation. That's just in his that's fur like that. Fur. <laughs> Psyduck is a... It, like not proportionally correct duck, <laughs> like that is also an EMP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I can't say I'm excited for the new Sonic movie. I don't think anybody's actually in, excited for but this movie. I'll probably see it, especially now they're doing the redesign. <laughs> yeah, I know there's suspicion that the redesign thing was like part of the marketing s- scheme or PR stunt or whatever. 
I tend to lean more on the Occam's razor. Like, yeah, it probably wasn't that complicated. But <laughs> so, I, you never know. Like an Alex Jones kind of thing. Like, did hey, the, dude, this is from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> did the first Sonic have tails or was it just Sonic? No, it was the first Sonic. one was just Sonic. Okay. Yeah. Tails was the second game. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And then Knuckles came like later. Or was, yeah. it, was it in the same game as I think tails? it was after Tails. I think it was yeah. afterwards, but I think that there was a... I think Knuckles was... There was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in two or three. And then there was a weird like cartridge that you could plug into it and play as knuckles mm. like sega had this weird thing you can look at it up online where like you could literally plug like 20 different things into yeah. like each other till you get like down the, to the sega genesis there was like the 32x yeah. like the master system adapter and then <laughs> <Yeah>. the cd <laughs> thing but it was because sega was like america and japan and there was like separate plans going on yeah that and they didn't want to I don't think they were still designing Dreamcast or whatever it was, and they were just Dreamcast, but, but trying to get, extend that Sega. It was either Dreamcast or Saturn <laughs> was like happening in Japan, mm-hmm. but Sega America was like it, they went either went went into wait or like it was something separate. It was weird because they were running two separate businesses and then just killed both of them. Like that was like the end of the hardware era for them. Well, uh, I don't know <laughs> if it played as big of a role, but the Dreamcast. I remember my one of my friends had like. All the entirety of every the, the lineup of the system mm-hmm. on DVD, and you could just put it in and load it. Like, mm-hmm. here's your <laughs> ripped all these ripped games. Yeah. So, I'm, that's about the time that piracy really started hitting. So, yeah. I think that's partially what helped hurt it. Gotcha. Mm. Huh. We, we do game night for youth group at our yeah. church like a couple times a year, and uh, one of the things we pull out is the Dreamcast. No <laughs> way. Yeah, we got it's kind of fun. I think Dreamcast was, was that when we were in college or going to college yeah i was around the time of the gamecube i just missed it then because mm-hmm. yeah the gamecube dreamcast era like i i wasn't going to invest in a game system at that point yeah because of that time frame yeah i didn't buy like i bought mm, a ps2 in in around college time and yep. then the only system i bought after that was like an xbox uh no i bought an xbox first and then a ps2 and then that was the last thing I ever bought. <laughs> It'll definitely date me. I'm pretty positive that like my first semester of college is when Tony Hawk came out, the original. Oh wow! <laughs> so oh yeah, because I'm I'm like a year or two younger than mm-hmm. you. So yeah, because Tony Hawk came out when I was still like at the end of high school. Who was it? So it, the timing seems like it's a little bit off, but I don't know. I have to go back and look. I don't know. I have to see what year. Yeah, but it, it was definitely around that time. Like, I feel like it was within 2000. A, I brought up my first semester, and my roommate Travis was, and mm-hmm. I would like kept writing our like score on the whiteboard gotcha. on our door, and so it would be like 500, 700, yeah. cross it out, 2000, cross it out, 10,000. Like, it's, yeah. and eventually he looked at me, he's like, You've got to take this system back home. I I'm did 30 Benihanas. <laughs> so, like, what is <laughs> Madonna's? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of moves I learned from and music. What a classic game. That like driver. Where's Tony it? Hawk Pro 99. 1999. I said 2000. Yeah. So 99. Yeah. So I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I was a freshman. Yeah. I guess it released. Okay. So it released the year before I I went to college. So so that that, that makes sense. Those would overlap. Like it's still like so back then games had lifespans. Mm-hmm. That was more than like a month. Dude, I play. I still love Tony Hawk. Pro skater, like you remember when Tony Hawk or like Driver or any of those games came out, or Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. it would be popular for like two years. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Twisted <laughs> Metal, lots of other ones. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Twisted Metal is still like po- well, not not anymore. <laughs> still <but> popular. <laughs> it, like PS One when PS One came out, it was mm-hmm. huge. I loved that game. Actually, you could get that package where it comes with Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I did. 
by next week, we'll probably be finding out more about Dark Phoenix. So, that, yeah, whatever garbage fire that's going to be. Are you Dude, guys going to go see it? I'm. I want to see it. Probably. I'm excited. I want to go with you guys just because I'm like I'm kind of like want to see it just to watch it burn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know what? We should bring Ruth Ann and we should get really drunk before. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's fun. This would be the opposite of liking a movie. But I don't know. It might be good. I think uh, we're, I'm we're, gonna go as Bubble Boy. We we hung out with the Boss Level Eight last night, and they were like, "Supposedly it's gonna be really good." I'm like, "Because they, well, because Disney spent money like reshooting stuff." So like, so now there's a factor that we haven't had before: Disney money reshoots. So maybe, but I don't know. I Though, don't think it was. They, I think they were reshooting before the Disney they, thing um, happened. The the Fox the Fox Marvel stuff has uh, got me on the trailers before. Mm. Hence Apocalypse. So well, all that means to me is that they're afraid so they're spending a lot of money on hyping it up yeah i want to hear one story of a hollywood movie that got that much reshooting done and ended up being a success <laughs> i wanted to show you guys a video um that i saw on instagram and it was totally hyping the movie from mm. uh fox or whatever it was and it was like i had a, a bunch of people like hugh jackman and all these people like Jeff Muzzle of Late mentioned the same thing, and I haven't seen this yet. And they, they were all like talking about like, oh, it's the end of an era and blah, blah, blah. It's basically like trying to hype this movie as you need to watch this movie like Endgame. It's the end. It's like, well, <laughs> hopefully. It's like X-Men so, changed the superhero so movies. I haven't seen this, but Jeff said like it made him want to see it, and he hadn't thought about it before that. And yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe it won't do the same thing for me because I'm already so jaded to everything. But mm -hmm. like, I, I will give it this. Like they said it did start the whole superhero thing. So I've made this analogy a hundred times. It's like your racist grandpa. Like you're there because of him, but right now I'm not completely agreeing. Like, <laughs> mm. you know, it's fine. Um, but fine, I, fine. I don't think it's right. I, it's, I think there's like rumors that like four or five years out, we're going to get like the X-Men and the MCU. And I, I want to see Deadpool in a, in, a, in a Marvel film. Yeah. He's supposed to be in like Spider-Man, I think. Okay, here, I'll show it to you guys. If I'm okay, here we go. Here we go. Hmm. So, I dig it. It this might just be me because once again I'm jaded to the whole X Men franchise, uh, the movie franchises. It like you said that you could tell that they're trying to play off like the End Game. Look, we have it too. Yeah, uh, it kind of feels like when you're like, I don't know, when you're doing something and you're not thinking about it and it's just ha it's just going well. Like I don't know, like uh, I don't know, like you're at the gym and you're doing like a workout, right? And then you know like. Someone comes up and like, hey, you're doing a good job at that. And the person next to you is like, look, I'm doing it too. Like, <laughs> me too. Look, me too. I'm do I'm over here. Like, that's what that kind of felt like. It was like, uh, yeah, you're all right. The sentiment <laughs> in that video and the clips they used were like the sentiments I got during the trailers of all those movies. But they're not the sentiments of what the, the movies actually were. Like when we saw, like it pointed out like Wolverine Origins. No one felt like that during Wolverine Origins. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I it, I mean I guess like Logan was good. Oh, like yeah. uh, the first class stuff that Days of Future Past was like fine for me at least. But uh. like, but it it like for all you peeps out there who haven't seen X Men, there's a there's kind of a little bit of lying going on there. <laughs> I, I I feel like at least. But um, if you haven't seen X Men, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> just wait for Vikey to because it's so messed up like the continuity and like I don't know it yeah. I, would, I would rather or them lack just, thereof well that's the thing I wish that they would just not made it the continuity and then it'd be fine but they try to tie stuff together and like we have so many split ends now like on everything like mm. 
But uh, I don't know. I'll say there's the whole Halle Berry storm rant there going on. Yeah. But as soon as she popped up, I looked. It's, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I want it to be a good movie. I just know from history that it's not. It's like an abusive relationship. It's not going to get better now. Like, <laughs> mm. I've changed. No, really. It's the last time. People love these characters. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I still love the character. They just don't yeah. like the movies. <laughs> Well, if you stuck along this this long, well, if you stuck along this long, sure. If you're still listening to us now, congrats. Uh, we will be wrapping this one up, but uh, you'll see us next Wednesday. Thanks <laughs> for joining this buck bang. Yeah, buck bang of garbage. Thanks for hanging out. So for uh, Rod, he's drinking juicy juice. So I have imbibed <laughs> in other substances uh, today, <laughs> and drinking was wasn't a pleasant thing for me. But then Josh said he had like a. Juice box left, and that sounded good. <laughs> I'm trying to like revitalize get my me system. a juice box. Memorial Day juice boxes. Mm-hmm, what, right. One of those? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, it was it's good. But yeah, check out all, all our stuff. Uh, we're RKVC. We're a band. We have stuff on Spotify and Apple Music, all the music stuff, and then YouTube and all those social medias. Josh has podcasts. Yep. Yes. Please uh, review us or leave comments. Yeah, Apple is probably the big one with a review on the. Or leave comments and stuff on YouTube. We, mm-hmm. we do video version now on YouTube. Especially if you yep. enjoy what you heard, if you like hanging out with us, you know, tell 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 the tell the thing. <laughs> do a little review. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> I'll even I'll leave a little. I'll give you a gold star. <laughs> I'll leave a cookie for you. Yeah, a little yellow spandex, just Chocolate. a piece.